Hey there, I am Anna Michelle Gomo and you are welcome to the podcast. This is a safe space where I get to talk about God and how we can build our relationship with Him. On each episode, we'll be diving below the surface of the Bible to encounter God and grow. Currently, we are on a 365-day Bible challenge and it has been fantastic so far. And so I invite you to join us today because God has a word for you, but it is up to you to listen. So please stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is day 163 of our Bible in Year Challenge and you are welcome back once again on this amazing journey. We are continuing on our readings from the books of First Kings, Second Chronicles, and also reading the Songs of Solomon. And so today, as we venture into the divided kingdom, we experience a lot more brokenness, a lot more chaos, and a lot more division. First and first, from First Kings, we have this very strange story. And so we know that King Jeroboam of the north part of Israel is a king that has his heart set away from God. He has introduced literally a new religion, a new way of worship. He has two different altars, one in Bethel and one in Dan. And today he is offering sacrifices at the Calve altar at Bethel. And God sends a prophet to Jeroboam to let him know that what he's doing is evil. And so the prophet goes to Jeroboam and tells him that this same altar would be the altar that a king that would be coming from Judah, Josiah, would burn all worshippers of the gods. All people who um, have turned away from God will be burnt on that altar by King Josiah. So this is a prophecy. And while he's speaking, King Jeroboam orders for this guy's arrest because he's speaking against his false altar. And as his hand is stretched out, the hand is dried up and it cannot be withdrawn back. And so after this, Jeroboam recognizes that this is actually God really speaking to him. And so he invites this man of God to come into his house and eat. But the man of God refuses because he has been told by God not to eat anything, not to go to anybody's house while he is in Israel, not even to turn back home the same way he went. And so he refuses and on his way back, he is met by another man who claims to be a prophet. So what this man does is that he goes after this man of God, after the signs and all of that. He goes after this man of God to tell him to come into his house, to come and eat and come and rest and come and relax. But the man of God refuses because, as he mentioned before, God told him not to go anywhere, not to eat with anybody, not to stay in anybody's house, but to go straight back to where he came from. But then this man lies and says that he is also a prophet. And then God told him, I mean, it's all in the story. Hopefully you guys have read the reading. So there's really no need for me to re-narrate it again. But if you haven't, the readings are always going to be stated in the description box. So please make sure you read every daily readings before you tune in for my reflection. Because there is nothing that can be substituted for the word of God. Not even this podcast. (laughs) So anyways, long story short, this man receives the full judgment of God. The man that was actually sent to prophesy judgment on other people ends up receiving 
judgment from God because he disobeyed and he believed another person who told him to do otherwise than what God sent him to do. And so while we can see this story as a sad story because he was deceived, and the funny thing is that at the end of the day, the man who, um, the man who deceives him, the false prophet who gave him a false word from God, ends up learning from the mistake of this man of God, and he orders that when he's dead, he wants to be buried with the same man. He wants to be um, by the side of this man because this man was a true prophet who came bearing the word of God. And so one thing that we can learn from this is that we should be very attentive and we should be willing to obey God till the end. The devil is not just going to sit back and watch you live out your faith in peace. He's not going to sit back and watch you obey God and watch you serve God with all of your heart and mind and soul. The Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren, that he he is the father of all lies. He only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, meaning that he is going to do everything within his power to make sure that we disobey God, to make sure that we turn away from God, to make sure that we do exactly the opposite of what God wants us to do. And so we have to be very careful. Like Jesus tells us that we should watch and that we should pray. We should be vigilant because the enemy is wise and he has so many tricks up his sleeves and that there is going to be so many temptations. Like there are so, going to be so many things that would come to us. There are some, going to be so many things that would seem good, but it's actually bad. Like even even Peter warns, even Paul warns um, the Christians, the early Christians, that if even if an angel of light comes to tell you guys to do something contrary to what you've heard, do not believe, do not follow. Because that is all that the devil does. That is what he's good at. He's good at deceiving the children of God and turning their hearts away from him. And so now that we know this, now that we've been given this spoiler, we have to be very careful and know that God's word will never change. And the thing is that we live in a time where everybody wants, not everybody, <laughs> but most people want to hear what they want to hear like they go to church and because they feel so convicted by what the priest is saying because they just feel in quote-unquote judged they they change and switch up and go to other places to other people that will tell them what they want to hear they'll tell them that what they're doing is great they'll tell them that god loves them the way they are and they shouldn't change and then there is no need to make an effort to be a better person and that love is love and that they should keep on in their evil. They go to meet pastors. They, I, don't, I don't know if I should even call them pastors. But they go to meet other people that claim to come from God. And tell them things that are contrary to God's word. We are literally living in the end times. And we are seeing all of this unfold right before our eyes. And it all points to one thing. That we should remain vigilant. We have to know God for ourselves. We have to know God by his word. We have to be very faithful to the doctrines, to the teachings, and to the catechisms of the church so that we know when we're being deceived, we know when we're being lied to, and that we can guard our hearts and our minds against these lies and abide by the truth always. Because it's not going to be easy. 
um, if anybody told you it's going to be easy to serve God, it's going to be easy to always follow His word. It's not. It's one thing to hear from God. It's one thing to want to obey what God said. It's another thing to be vigilant and to make sure that your heart is always guided by what God told you and not to be deceived. Like we, we read in this um, story from First Kings that there are going to be so many, so many challenges and so many obstacles. You have this man of God, right, who was doing what God sent him to do, so carrying out the message. But along the way, he was deceived and he fell into the lie. He believed someone else. He believed what someone else said other than what God said. And this should be a lesson to all of us, that the devil is not going to sit back and watch you live out your Christian life to the fullest. He's going to come with lies, he's going to come with deceit, but we should not waver. Even when our desires want to hear another thing, even when we as humans want to hear the wrong thing, even though we want to go to where we feel like we are accepted just the way we are, we have to realize that the only person who loves us more than we love ourselves, the only person who wanted us even when we didn't want ourselves is God. And that God is love. And that with Him is all truth. With Him is life. And then there is no other way to be saved except by Jesus Christ. These are basic truths that guards our faith and beliefs that the devil would want to deceive us against and so sometimes you might i mean it's funny to say that I, I would never get to the point where i would doubt my faith or where i would believe that there's going to be another way to god i mean it's it's easy to say that but it's not enough we recognize that we're not just battling against physical powers we're battling in a spiritual war we're battling against a being that has probably existed before us and so we need the help of God. We need the strength of God that as we follow him, we willingly obey him. And as we willingly obey him, he gives us the strength and protects our hearts against the deceit and the lies of the enemy. There are so many things that are turned the opposite way. There are so many truths that are being overturned. There are so many lies that are being accepted as truth in our society. But even with all of this wide and popular immoral beliefs, we can still find hope in the fact that we are people of light. We are people of the truth and the truth will never change. And God will keep us from being deceived and also help us to help others that have been deceived into believing a lie. Anyways, we move on to Second Chronicles and we're seeing this very striking difference between two kings in two different generations. First of all, you have King Rehoboam, who is the king that ultimately um, causes the division of Israel. And we see that he continues in his uh, not so good ways. Um, his heart is still turned away from God and God leads them to their evil ways and what happens is that the king shikesh king shikesh of egypt besieged judah and later on while they are being besieged while they are suffering as usual they turn back to god they repent they humble themselves and god being so merciful accepts them back but 
God tells them that while he is forgiving them, while he is protecting them from being ultimately de defeated, they would still suffer some form of punishment. And what happens is that King Shikesh comes down to Judah and takes all of the riches, all of the gold, all of the spoils from the house of the king to the temple to the golden shield you know when we were talking about the time of king david and king solomon about all of this wealth they had amassed all of this gold like king solomon has so much gold that silver was as common as stone there was so much wealth and so much riches and so now imagine all of that amassed generational wealth being taken away just in the space of five years of king rehoboam ruling and this just shows us how vain everything is like someone taught us in the book of ecclesiastes that all is vanity all of this wealth that they had built up all of this security they had built around their fiscal wealth and riches was taken up by a single king within the space of five years all of the gold was taken up and we were told that king rehoboam has to uh, make up some bronze shield in its place and we see what happens when we become proud and when we think that what we've what we've gotten or our successes or our wins are because of what we've done and not because of god god ultimately is the center of everything he's the center of our victories and our wins and this is this is pretty much what the entire bible is teaching us that apart from god nothing else can exist god is good god is life god is the source of everything and apart from him cut apart from me like what jesus said cut apart from me you can do nothing cut apart from god the israelites can do nothing cut apart from god we as christians can do nothing and this is the lesson that the israelites would always have to keep on relearning over the course of the years and this is also a lesson that we are called to learn so that we don't learn the hard way like the Israelites and so and also that we don't learn when it's too late. The Israelites, every single time they were faithful to God, always won in ways that were not logical. I mean, take a look at the son of King Rehoboam, right? Who succeeds his father as king, King Abijah. And we're told that King Abijah is a king that has his heart set on God because he believes in the power of God. I mean, look at the words he speaks to King Jeroboam, he says, you guys should better like surrender because there is no way you can fight against people who are with God. You have your own religion, you have your own priest, you have your own way of worship, but we still remained true to the God of Israel. We still remained true to the God that took us out of Egypt. We still remain true to the Lord God of hosts. We still have the Levi serving us priests. We still have the candles burning in the temple. We still have the showbread. We still have the Ark of the Covenant. We still have God. And even though you guys might be 10 tribes, you guys might have the numbers, you can't defeat us. And what happens is that when they come in battle, King Jeroboam has this amazing master military plan. You know, there is this, um, they have this um, strategy they attack them from the rear and also from the front, from the front and the behind. And so um, the, the armies of Judah are caught in the middle. And even with all of that, even with the odds turned against them, 
King Abijah cries out to God, and God gives them an outstanding victory. 500,000 men of the Israelites, of the northern Israelites, are killed. And this, this just points to the main fact that we've been seeing over and over again as we've been walking with the Israelites, even right from Genesis, that when we are faithful to God, we would face obstacles, we would face problems, we would face issues. But the difference is that God fights our battles for us. It is not us fighting anymore. It is not our strength, but God takes up the challenge in our place and fights for us and wins because God can never lose. But when we become unfaithful and when we find security in our worldly, in our worldly riches, in our wealth, in, in, in our wins, in our victories, in ourselves, God leaves us to our pride. God leaves us to our sin. And when we deviate and move away from God, the only thing left is failure, chaos, violence, and death. And so today, my brothers and sisters, listening on the other end, we're called to be faithful. We're called to be people who value God's word so much that we believe in it as our ultimate truth. Despite what the rest of the world says, despite what the majority says, despite what the law says, despite what the leaders say, we believe in God's word as our ultimate truth. That it doesn't change with time. Yes, time changes. Yes, generation comes and go. But God's word will always be constant. This is what we're called to do. This is the kind of people we're called to be. This is the kind of faith we're called to have. Because ultimately, the truth is that God is always going to be faithful to his people. God is love. And God's love never fails. And Sometimes when we have those days that we just feel downcast, we feel saddened because it feels like evil is always winning in this world and it feels like the bad people are always gaining more ground and spreading their lies even more. We realize that at the end of it all, only those who are with God, only those who remain steadfast with God would win the battle. And that is good news. That is great news for us. And so let us take consolation in that fact and also pray to God that in these trying times we do not be deceived, we do not lose our way, we do not believe in the lies and deceit of the enemy and his agents, but we remain true to God's word, we remain true to the church, to the teachings of the church, the doctrines and the catechisms and his word. We always guide us all through our lives. Anyways, thank you so much for listening this far. I don't know if you can tell, but I am extremely tired today. <laughs> it probably shows through my voice. I just got back from work and I have a million reasons why I, could, I should just go straight to sleep. But God is still sustaining me because this is a challenge that... I'm willing to take up and I'm going to see through the end by the grace of God. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening 
because you guys ultimately while god is helping me um you guys also gave me so much encouragement because i know that i'm not just talking to myself that there there are other people listening and joining me on this journey as well and i cannot let them down so thank you so much for walking with me on this journey and hopefully we remain persistent and god helps us and gives us the strength each day as we dive deeper into his word I hope that as we are looking at all of the stories, we're not just seeing it from a third person's point of view. We're not just judging. We're not just saying, oh, the Israelites keep on making the same mistakes. When will they learn? Like, why? When will they learn? I hope that we see ourselves in this people. I hope that we see ourselves as the Israelites. I hope that we see ourselves as people who fall and who are weak and who are in need of God's help. Because that is the only way that we can truly recognize God's grace and find help in his mercy as we continue to strive towards holiness and perfection. So anyways, thank you so much for listening this far once again. And I hope to see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Please have an amazing day.